Glad to be here tonight. Appreciate what the Lord's given us today and the blessing of today. And uh, thankful for this morning's service and uh, grateful for this crowd tonight. Uh, seemed like the choir was pretty full back there. I'm thankful for that. But uh, I don't really feel like reading anything, but I'll just ask you to stand and we'll go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we're so thankful for the opportunity once again to come into your house. Lord, we pray that you'd go with us into this service, Lord, and that your spirit would flow so heavy through the house. Lord, bless each and every one of us that's made an effort to come, God, and that you'd allow us to really find that refuge in your house. God, that we'd be rejuvenated, Lord, that you'd pick us up and help us. And Lord, most importantly, God, let the gospel go out. Lord, we pray that somebody tonight would have an opportunity to get saved, Lord, to change the, their eternal destiny, God. We pray that if there'd be somebody here that's struggling, God, Lord, that you'd give them a blessing, Lord, tonight, that they'd be able to find that fire again. Lord, we ask all these things in your holy name. Go with us. Amen. Faith 121.
this time we'll have the choir come down and we'll turn it over to Brother Joel. Say we're thankful to be here. Thankful for those good songs. We'll ask, ask if everybody would stand and we'll ask if anybody has an unspoken prayer request. Remember all those. Anybody have a spoken prayer request? Let's remember our loss tonight. Remember Ellen's request. Anybody else have? Such an opportunity a funeral is. Uh, didn't notice that as a kid, but um, I mean, you come in there brokenhearted, and Lord can use that. And uh, so, really remember those. Anybody else have anything? Nobody else has anything. Why is Carl to lead us?
Anybody have a song or a testimony on their heart this evening? Anybody at all? I tell you, sure is glad to be here tonight. Pray for her. There's a land that is fairer than day, and by faith we can see it afar. For the Father waits over the way to prepare us a dwelling place there. In the sweet by and by, we shall meet on that beautiful shore. In the sweet by and by, we shall meet on that beautiful shore. We shall sing on that beautiful shore the melodious songs of the blessed, and our spirit shall sorrow no more, not a sigh for the blessing of rest. In the sweet by and by, we shall meet on that beautiful shore. In the sweet by and by, we shall meet on that beautiful shore. To our bountiful Father above, we will offer our tribute of praise for the glorious gift of this love and the blessings that hallow our days. In the sweet by and by, we shall meet on that beautiful shore. In the sweet by and by, we shall meet on that beautiful shore. Appreciate that. Anybody else have a song or testimony? Like I said, it's good to be here tonight. Appreciate what the Lord's done for us today. Anybody at all? Nobody has anything. We'll ask see if Cooper's got anything. You got anything? Don't wait on me. I don't know. I didn't see if Neil or Lee was here tonight. Don't look like it. Yeah. Appreciate that. 
really do. Pray for Barry. After seeing this, I, I, I know I'm going to forget some of the words because it's been so long. Um, I made a comment to Heather last night. We were talking, sitting in the living room. I got up off the couch and was walking toward the bedroom to get something or something. I don't know. And I turned around real quick and I said, you know, I just thought of a song. I said, from there to here. She's, I said, do you want to hear it? She said, what is it? And I said, I said, it's a song about all the things in heaven that we're going to do. And I said, it's because I don't have the time. We're not going to have time anymore. We're not going to be in a hurry to go take care of somebody. We're not going to be in a hurry because the sun's setting and the day's about over. We won't have the time to deal with. When we step out of here, we're going to step out into eternity. And I think I've said this before. I think about eternity a lot because I, I can't get my mind around it. When we, when we go from here to there, we're going to go as far back as we go forward. We're going to be like God. We're going to be a part of him. You know, we're going to be heirs and join heirs with Christ. And uh, you might be here tonight and maybe you don't understand. Uh, I was reading in Corinthians. It talks about how God's wisdom made the wisdom of this world foolishness. And if you keep reading in the first and the second chapter, it talks about how he, he's our foundation. He's our redemption. He's our wisdom. And he's our power. He's your entire foundation. And um, I'm just grateful. It, it's good to be saved. I'll try to sing this. Heather's going to laugh at me because I was singing this in the car. And I, oh, I mean, she probably won't laugh, but you know what I mean. When David gathered a handful of stones, and where the soldiers had fallen, he waited alone, and with a prayer and a little rock, that giant fell right on the spot. Well, that's what David prayed for, and that's what David got. No, you can't ask too much of my Lord. No, you can't ask too much of my Lord. When you're broken and you cannot find the peace of mind, it seems to leave you behind. Have you spoken to the God of Abraham? He's greater than any problem you've got. No, you can't ask too much of my Lord. No, you can't ask too much of my Lord. On the three Hebrew children, God smiled. 
And when Sarah was 90, God gave her a child. Mm -hmm, just like that. He's here to move like that again. seems to leave you behind. Have you spoken to the God of Abraham? He's greater than any problem you've got. No, you can't ask too much of my Lord. No, you can't ask too much of my Lord. Anybody else have a song or testimony? I don't, I don't know if I'll preach at all. I'm, I, I'm willing, but I don't know if it's uh, my spot or not. Uh, but I am, I am thankful to be here tonight. I'm thankful for the opportunity to stand. I'm thankful um, God's given me a place in the church where I do have something to do. Um, you know, there's a lot of times I'd come to the church house thinking, uh, Lord, I really don't want to do anything. I don't, I don't want this. And then I'd sit there and I'd go home in the same shape I came, dissatisfied. And uh, I'm glad that when I actually took an effort in actually serving God, God took a, a, a knee or a, took heed of that and gave me a good life, uh, blessed me a lot. And uh, there's not a thing I deserve. There's not anything I've ever done that's been worthy of anything. Um, I can't go back and think of one thing that I've ever given God that's been worth anything. Uh, but the only thing He's ever asked of me, and I, I, I just, I'm, I'm un, it just doesn't seem right to me, um, is He's only asked for my time. He's only asked for a little bit uh, of willingness and. Uh, you know, I, I think back to that, those scriptures where it talks about how he gave up the ghost. I'm telling you, folks, I, I just don't think I could give my boy up for anybody. But he died willingly for me. He went to the hill willingly, knowing exactly what would happen. He already knew. You think about that. He was willing to step out and say, I'll be beat to... A, a point where nobody can recognize me. Why? Because I love my people. He, he willingly said, throw that, that, those thorns on my head. I'll wear them. He got down there and as he was stumbling, trying to carry that cross. I'm sure he thought, hey, these people are worth it. <laughs> and as he stood there and he said, I give it up to you, God. I'm, I tell you what I hope. Uh, you know that people, when they read that, they does something for them. Because I tell you what, the day that I realized what that actually meant was the day I started living. 
I went from a dead, dying soul to somebody that had something to live for. I had something at that point that uh, meant more to me than any type of gold or gem that I could ever receive. And uh, so you pray this evening. I, like I said, I don't know if we'll preach, but um, I want to read this. This is over in Joshua. And uh, this is over in chapter 8 and verse 30. And this is after they just came off of a, um, a high there. They were um, just uh, in battle, and the Lord gave them the victory and uh, blessed them to have that victory. And it's uh, not much. It's just a couple verses here. But uh, I've just kind of been pondering on it a little bit. And uh, if the Lord's will and church prays, we'll, we'll try our best to preach. But... Like I said, chapter 8, verse 30 in Joshua, it says, Then Joshua built an altar unto the Lord, God of Israel, in Mount Ebal. As Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded the children of Israel, as it is written in the book of the, laws of Mo, or the law of Moses, an altar of whole stone, over which no man had lift. I tell you, I, sorry, I apologize. The water is kind of getting in my way. Um, Lift up any iron, and they offered thereon burnt offerings unto the Lord and sacrificed peace offerings. And uh, I might read these next two verses. It says, And he wrote thereupon the stones a copy of the law of Moses, which he wrote in the presence of the children of Israel, and all Israel, and their elders, and officers, and their judges, stood on the side of the ark, and on the side before the priests, the Levites, which before the ark of the covenant and of the Lord, as well as the stranger, as he as he that was born among them, and uh, I'll stop right there. And uh, I was kind of reading this a little bit, and I kind of got to thinking on it. And Lord gave me a few thoughts, and uh, I'm so thankful He intervenes because what I read sometimes uh, isn't exactly what He intends. And uh, these eyes are deceitful. So you pray. I was reading this and. I thought about how uh, right after that battle, Joshua uh, could have went around. He could have said, look what we did. He could have said, man, ain't, ain't I brilliant? Man, did you see the strategy I, I got going on there? Did you see how we just whooped him? He, Joshua could have made this so much about himself. Joshua could have said, look at me, look at me, look at me. But the first thing Joshua does is he pays tribute to God. He says, Let's build an altar for my Lord. He, you know, you look and you read through Joshua. I talked, touched on it this morning. God was good to Joshua because Joshua was good to God. And uh, I'm glad that when you read this, it says that he did that in front of everyone. It didn't say that Joshua went in private and made this altar. It didn't say that he got off to the side somewhere and, and he was the only one that was going to go hang out at this altar. It says that he did it in front of strangers. He did it in front of the officials. He did it in front of all the Israelites. And you say, well, preacher, what's that matter? I'll tell you why it matters. If you're not willing to put your beliefs in God out in front of your people, they'll never know what your beliefs really are. And that's what I want to get to tonight. I want to get to the point where we can talk about that a little bit tonight. Where you can really take inventory and say, have I really shown my folks what I really believe? And uh, I was thinking about this today, and I tell you what, uh, I was so grateful as I thought through the years of all the many great Christians we've got in this church. All the many great ones. I mean, 
You think about it, through the years we've been blessed with leaders. We've been blessed with people who have stood firm on the foundation of the Bible and the cross and salvation. And I tell you folks, that's not something to be taken lightly. If you look around all over the place, they're trying to take that piece by piece away from us. They're trying to say, well, you know, that's just kind of offensive. And really, those words don't mean that. And if you take that portion out, well, it really says this. I tell you what, if you start stripping the word, you've lost the whole point. If you start stripping pieces out that don't quite fit into your life, you are starting to strip God away from your life. And I'm so glad that Joshua, the first thing he did is say, let's build an altar for my God. Let's, let's really make a point to show them this is important. Let's make a point to show them that this is where we should be. This is what we should be doing. And uh, I thought all these years, I told mom, that we were at grandma's, I said, you know, when I was studying on this, my first thought went to our pastor. I said, Lord's given us for over 30 years a Joshua. Somebody that lead us in the right direction. Somebody that's taking care of us. Somebody that's been able to guide us in a way that, man, I tell you what, I don't think I could have. Terry Brock has been a Joshua in my life. And uh, I believe we all could say that. But I tell you what, it's not Terry Brock that made those great things happen. It's not what he's done. It's not who he is. But it's because he put God first in his life. You know, I could say that about so many. I mean, there's so many in the church, even tonight, that I could say that about that have been a, an impact on me in a way that's benefited me greatly. It's benefited others greatly. It's benefited our church. You know, some of the things, they haven't been, you know, maybe somebody standing behind a podium or singing a song. It's been just things that they do around the church or things they do for our community or things that they do for those that are lost, those helps. I tell you, we've got a lot of good people in this church. And I'm so glad that we're living in good days here at Lima Missionary Baptist Church. I'm thankful God has blessed us to live in the days kind of like Joshua, where we've got something to be proud of, something to set aside and say, here's what I believe. This is the place I attend. This is where I go. I'm a member here. And I tell you what, if you don't put that forward in your life, you're not really putting the most important thing forward to those that you love most. I was thinking as I, I grew up, you know, my mom and dad, the first thing we always did when we went to bed was say our prayers. Just a common thing. Everybody, I guess, does it or tries to at least. And uh, I thought about that. Just a simple task. Just something as simple as that. But it made a point in my heart that it was important to pray to God. It made it important that I, st I start a relationship with this man. You know, you go on and say, I think about when they brought me to Sunday school, when they started bringing me to church. All those years, 30 years of me just coming, there was times, I know Mike talked about this on Wednesday, there was times I was here and didn't realize what I was learning. I was picking up on things that I didn't really comprehend at the time. But I tell you what, it's made me a good Christian because of it. Not because of anything I've done, but because I realized in those years that all the people I looked up to, all the people in the crowd tonight that I drew strength from, they had one thing in common. They followed the Lord. They made sure that their lighthouse was shining bright. 
to those around them. He, they made sure that without a shadow of a doubt that people knew they were saved, that they knew where they were going. And I tell you, if you don't put that first, what a mistake you're making. What a mistake. Because without God being first in our lives, what do we have? Tell me, what do we have if you don't have God first? It doesn't add up to a hill of beans after that. I tell you the Bible, I love the Scripture and I love what it tells us. Not only because I like to read, but because there's so much in this Bible that interferes with my life and changes my decisions day to day. You say, preacher, what are you talking about? Just as much as I look around and I see people that have impacted me, when I read the Bible and the words jump off the page and they start mingling in my mind and they start mingling in my heart, they change my decisions in life. They change how I see the world. They change how I interact with the world. And in order to do that, you've got to read it. It's not good enough just showing up to church. If you really want to be a help, put God first, read His Word, and get out there and just start living. I tell you, the, I love when you go over to some of these men in the Bible, some of these great men and women. They were nothing. I mean, let's be honest. They were just like us, common people, common people just doing the things that need to be done, trying to make a living, trying to you know, provide for their families. They were struggling the same daily struggles we struggle today. The only thing that makes them separated from the world is God. And when they put God first in their lives, what a change that was made. I mean, you think about it. If, if your son took everything that you gave him, and he squandered it away. And then one day he came back after living in the pig pens. You'd probably be like, what were you doing? What were you doing? But I tell you what, I know without a shadow of a doubt, God does not see us that way. God, when you start coming back from where you've been, He opens up those arms of love. He brings you in. He rejoices knowing that His child is home. That is exactly the love God puts in our heart when we get saved. That's the love that He puts in our heart for not just family, but strangers. I don't understand that all fully, Billy, but I know without a shadow of, my, with a, shadow of a doubt that what God did inside of me, no man could ever do. Why? Because without a, any, any recollection of anything uh, in my life that ever compared to it, I know that that moment, I know it detailed. I know it for certain that God changed me. And so I'm thankful to be here tonight. Thankful for what God's given us. And I tell you folks, if you're not being the lighthouse for your people, get on board. Get up there and tend to those lamps every once in a while. Dust them off. Make sure that they're going out to the right places. I tell you, I, I, the older I get, and I know a lot of you know exactly what I'm saying. The older I get, the more it disheartens me when I see folks that aren't living right. It disheartens me when I see them not because of what they're getting into so much, but because of what they're doing to themselves and the folks that they love most. If you're not living right, you're not just hurting yourself. You know, I, talk, I talked a little bit about that this morning. Joshua benefited his people Joshua added to his, his people, not because of who Joshua was, but because of what God did for Joshua. 
Let God be the God in your life. I tell you, it's good to be here tonight. That's all I further I feel like going. If I don't know if anybody has anything, but I don't feel like giving an altar call or anything like that. Just thankful to be here. Thankful for what God gave us. Anybody have anything at all? Sure is good to be here tonight. Nobody has anything. I, I've got a, a few things on uh, on the agenda here to uh, bring up. I had uh, multiple uh, papers for these, so hopefully I, uh, I've got all the details on it. But these are the four funerals that they've got coming up. And uh, one is for Jim Graham. And it says, the viewing's Tuesday, January 18th. Charles Lehman Funeral Home, Shawnee Chapel. It says 12 to 2. Uh, funeral service at 2 o'clock, and it looks like Denny Hunter will be officiating that service, so really remember Denny. And then uh, looks like the other one is uh, Faye Mason, and it says viewing Tuesday, January 18th. And uh, that is, uh, oh, it looks like uh, Hanson Neely Allison Funeral Home in Ada, Ohio. And uh, that's from 12, or 10, or 10 to 12, and then funeral service at 12 o'clock following. Uh, Ed Collins is the third. Uh, Tuesday, January 18th, Charles Lehman Funeral Home. And um, looks like it says Eastside Chapel, Bell Fountain Avenue, uh, 5 to 8 p.m. Funeral service at 12. And uh, let's see, I'm not making sure I'm not losing anything on here. Looks like Denny's actually uh, officiating that one as well. Um, make sure I read that right. And then uh, looks like the fourth one here, it says, Harold Golden, which is uh, W.L.'s brother, I believe, if that's not if I'm correct. It says, uh, Wednesday, January 19th, Charles Lehman Funeral Home, Eastside Chapel, 6 uh, to 8 p.m., and then uh, funeral service Thursday, January 20th at 1 p.m., and then Den Denny Hunter's taking care of that one as well. So really remember those. Really pray for those families. Lift them up. That's a, that's a hard time going through that. Uh, but there are blessings that can come out of it. So really remember those and remember Denny. Does anybody else have an announcement before we dismiss? Oh, you might as well just say it. <laughs> I got the association service on Saturday the 29th, I believe it is, 5 o'clock at Samaria. Remember that. Any other announcements? That's a good request, heartfelt request. Remember that. Sometimes we forget how important those decisions in life are. Anybody else have anything? Well, I appreciate your prayers and appreciate you coming out this evening. We have a good crowd this evening, and I'm thankful for that. I'll ask you to stand and we'll ask Anthony to dismiss us in prayer.